This Premier League match day 15 picks edition, Newcastle United 1, Manchester United 0, of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Newcastle United 1, Manchester United 0. My name's Malcolm Bamford, coming from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Newcastle United 1, Manchester United 0. Today is Sunday, December the 3rd, and we are here to have a little look around the uh, Premier League weekend, which has only finished just a couple of weeks, uh, couple of hours ago. Uh, Newcastle United 1. Manchester United nil, and we'll have a look. They've got a full. Uh, we've got a full program of Premier League games starting on Tuesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So um, no rest for the wicked at all. Another full program to handicap. Um, Newcastle United one, Manchester United nil. Joining us from somewhere in Nottinghamshire, it's Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you doing? Did uh, any games catch your eye at all this weekend? Um, Newcastle United game was good. Um, one nil. Newcastle You're won. Good. I don't know if you caught it. Um, but to be fair, Malcolm, let's be honest. There was a lot of good games this weekend. There's been some great football. Absolute mayhem, wasn't it? Um, absolute carnage, goals galore. Um, it's been a, a fun weekend, really. Today, especially, was an absolute madness. It was it twenty-four goals in five games today? Four threes, three threes, three twos. And yeah, yeah. Saturday was good. Uh, for various different reasons today, um, was an absolute madness. Yeah, so we'll have a little look back. We'll do our usual eye catches. Um, and uh, and like I say, full ga- uh, full programme. We've got two games on Tuesday. Uh, is it six games on Wednesday? And then two games on Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely straight back into it. Um, the stream is kicking off. Captain Sano's first in. Captain, we salute you, Captain Sano. Um, you might admit the, the last few Sundays we've we sometimes mention our guillotine league where me and Barry are still alive remarkably. And Captain Insano has been willing our downfall since he got knocked out of the league. Well, tonight it looked like me and Barry were gonna die. It very much looked like we were gonna die. And Captain Insano made the mistake of starting to gloat in the group chat. Um, no sooner had he done that than our team absolutely caught fire, scored 60 points in about 10 minutes. And now it looks like we're going to top the leaderboard for the week. So the best reverse mush of all time, Captain. Uh, we should put you on 10% of the winnings. You did a great job for us there. So that's looking okay. Um, just to mention, Barry, in the picking, I've gone 7-0 and in the early window tonight. 7-0. and Seven winners, Barry, in O losers. That's all right, isn't it? On the money line. There's a couple of shorties in there, Miami and stuff. I'll tell you what, can't argue with that. Um News and notes on the weekend then, Barry. I mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned uh, the Newcastle match. We'll talk about the actual football in a little while. Um, but firstly, I need to talk about, there was a couple of things happened here. It was a bit of a family trip out, kind of, although we all went separately. Um, the very much wasted hospitality, Barry. So, you know, I told you, oh, mate. The IT department gets the £700 tickets um, up in the proper fancy bit about four o'clock. She decides just to drive. So she's just going to drive in. So she goes with her mate, right? A mate who she works with. 73 years old, her mate, right? Um, never been before. A mate took a Kindle with her because she didn't really want to watch the football. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? So not a uh, free, I mean, you're talking free beer, a beautiful wine list, uh, bespoke cocktail list. Uh, a private chef at your table. She showed us the photos. I don't know if you've seen on Facebook, Baz. Mm, yeah. 
Phil food looks beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably had about like had hot chocolate. That was pretty much the extent to which the uh, abused the hospitality. Absolutely unbelievable, and I can't believe I may have took the Kindle. Um, also, I made my another play for Father of the Year because uh, my dad at lunchtime decided it was too icy and snowy to go, which was fair enough because he's old and he struggles with his stick up the stairs, and it's it's really quite treacherous outside. So it was Betty's turn to go. So he sent his ticket to Betty. So then at tea time, me and Betty disappear out of the match, leaving poor Bob, who's really the biggest football fan in the house. Um, and he'd been sick on Friday night. So football was cancelled. He'd been yeah. sick. His mates couldn't come. So he was lying on this sofa, like ill, a little bit green, while we all just disappeared out of the match. Like people who, his mum and his sister, who didn't even really want to go to the match. Uh, and he couldn't go. So yeah. Father of the Year was uh, yeah it was me yesterday but yeah um, the actual football buzz I mean what was your just general takeaways from the weekend um, what Newcastle game or well I mean it's we'll we'll start with the Newcastle game uh, um, I mean as as most people alluded to on Twitter and stuff like that it was the uh, the biggest one nil hammering you've ever seen, really, because uh, yeah. one nil doesn't do it justice. Um, Newcastle should have been out of sight, and it was worrying because he got to the end and they got that chance. And you thought oh, it would have been an absolute travesty how we thrown away. Um, I thought Man United were absolutely shameful, um, embarrassing from minute one. There was only t- one team looked like they wanted it. Newcastle were first, absolutely everything. Um, Man United were just pedestrian all over the field. Rashford was an embarrassment. Um, and it was good. He got absolutely slated on the TV. He got slated on Match of the Day. Twitter, Man United fans have turned on him. The montage of his absolute petulance and laziness yesterday. Um, it's just ridiculous. Like The amount of times he just let someone go past him and then just threw his arms in the air. And um, I don't know how he's still starting. I don't know how he started the second half yesterday. Um, and he wasn't the only one, let's be honest. I thought Maguire and Shaw played reasonably well at the back um, for large periods of the first half, although Maguire just started kicking everyone in the second half. Um, <laughs> I had about three or four fouls before he eventually got carded. But um, Newcastle were very good. Um, again, you know, the same 11 have, have played 90 minutes, three games in a row, um, and just don't seem to, to slow down at the moment. Um, so, yeah, really, really impressive. I mean, I can't remember. Well, it hasn't happened, which is why I can't remember. Newcastle beating Man U three times in a row now, not conceding a single goal in those three games. Um, 3-0, 3-0, 1-0, I think, the last three games now. So, yeah, good times. But, Christ, it must be depressing as a Man United fan, having travelled all that way to watch the lack of effort from some of those players. I, I would have been absolutely furious. Um, well, yeah, top of my list... And I know we take the piss, it's part, it's our job, but top of my list was on the eye catchers was Manchester United and I wanted to talk about them rather than Newcastle for mainly for a lot of the reasons you said, but it still just reminds me, and I've talked to Man United fans, I talked to Merce a lot of that when we were at um and I just get massive Steve Bruce vibes from the whole thing because all the players are just getting worse, Barry. Yeah. Every time you go out, they've got some good players, but the players are getting worse. And at that point, you have to cut ties because you can't just keep going on like that. Um, there is something wrong with Rashford, like psychologically, mentally. I saw I great think things this morning. I think his head's his head's just not in it. Because yeah. um, he obviously he was out this morning at the at the homeless shelter again, divvying out stuff, giving out money, also brilliant. Like, um, but what got me and sometimes like. You t- we talk about the eye test, pass. So we got in the ground about half past seven yesterday and we watched the last 10, 15 minutes. You know where I sit. It's right by where they warm up. So they have a, a warm-up goal in between the corner flag and the goal. So I'm just leaning on the fence there watching them. Um, and it was Rashford, Martial, Fernandez, and Garnacho. And they were practising all set pieces and shooting and stuff, playing little wall passes and shooting. Martial, terrible technique, like cutting the neck of everything. Cow's arse and a banjo. Then he disappeared off. And the other three all started taking free kicks and stuff, hitting dead balls. Fucking brilliant, like. Um, 
Garnacho looks like a really talented, talented footballer. Like he was doing things that Rashford and Fernandez were stood applauding. He looked, and I just got a little bit worried. Like I know it's really got nothing to do with the match. I was like, Jesus, if he plays like this in the game, because um, he's had he's had a couple of good weeks. He scored some good goals. But then um, Rashford's doing exactly the same thing. He's knuckleballing these free kicks from 28 yards and a wobbling about and going in off the crossbar and all sorts. And then the game starts. And like you say, completely and utterly disinterested. Like, um, So, yeah, I don't really know what happened there. Um, the thing is, as I say, I think his head's gone. Like, I don't think he cares. Because there's nowhere to hide in a football pitch. You've got to know how everyone's going to pick up on your body language or your lack of effort. You can't. You can't get away with it. And he'd done it so many times where he just just stopped, just wasn't bothered. And you've got to know that how, how bad that's going to look and how much you're going to get hammered. Like, um, I, it was bizarre, absolutely bizarre, the, the performance yeah. from Rashford. He wasn't the only one, to be fair. Uh, there was quite a few who were very, very poor. Yeah, the only, obviously the only thing that sort of made me a bit nervous was the fact we didn't score two in the first half and we didn't score two more in the second half because... From where I was sitting, the equaliser goes in, and he didn't flag for probably about three seconds, Barry. And that yeah. three seconds, my arse just exited my body via my boots, like because um, I just thought they'd scored. I could see him talking. I could see the ref had his finger in his ear, and I could see the line talking to him. And then eventually the flag went up. But those three or four seconds, I was just getting visions of the Liverpool game all yeah. over again. Um, so yeah, that was that. Um, Speaking of the Liverpool game, Malcolm, Liverpool did were at it again today um, with a late comeback against Fulham. Really harsh on Fulham, but you know Liverpool have got a, a way of doing it, haven't they? They're, they're never out of games because you know they're always capable of, of pulling things back later on. Um, your mate Darwin absolute belting goals as well, didn't they? Uh, your mate Darwin Nunes is still absolutely shite, by the way. Uh, um, what did you like his new hair today? We you know, that. Funnily enough, I was going to bring this up because I was <laughs> very tempted. If Liverpool hadn't won today, because if Darwin Nunes was going on the tit list, um, the hair. because they've won, I'll, I'm letting them off because it would look a bit better. The hair, there's no excuse for that on a football pitch. But the two dives in the first half in the penalty box, oh, I didn't see that. absolutely embarrassing. Um, I don't know how he didn't get yellow carded for one of those. So I first half, I wanted him on the tit list, but uh, good result for Liverpool. So I'm not going to be uh, bitter about it. And, and Darwin Nunes can dodge it, but how are you? you can't be walking around with pigtails on a football pitch, man, Malcolm. Have, you, have, <laughs> you, you, have you ever seen pigtails before in the Premier League? Right. Who? Uh, are they pigtails? Yeah, pigtails, aren't they? Oh, you've got two little plats coming down your head. In our house, that would be called uh, big tails. That's what our kids would call them. We haven't seen that before in the Premier League, and I, I don't think we should have to see it again. Do they have um, dealy boppers in America? Do you think, Buzz? I don't know. Not sure about that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, AD is in the chat. I was just saying, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, I had a couple of possible tipless contenders, Buzz. I don't think they'd make it on, though, because... Well, certainly, uh, what's his name? Conor Gallagher got away with it. He was going to go on the tit list for mucking that up because there was absolutely no need. He's the captain. He's on a yellow card. He makes that wild challenge. Yeah. And I thought it was going to cost him the win, but it didn't. So he get, kind of get away with it. And Ollie McBurney was the other one, just for absolute idiocy. Like, But again, it ended up five now. I don't think really made too much of a difference. So they were potential tits. Uh, but we I think I'm happy to let them off and we'll roll uh, with the same tits. Um, Bet Rivers is our new sponsor here. Uh, brought to you today by Bet Rivers, available in over 14 states, plus Ontario in Canada. Bet Rivers have got some of the best live betting markets in the space. Uh, betting menu is second and on, including tons of props. Deposit and withdrawn is super easy on Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers play of the day. Um, I've just got involved in the 49ers live at plus 120. And Brandon Ayuk has just gone in to put them in front as well. So sign up using the link. Uh, get a risk-free bet up to $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, on Saturday, Barry, my job at the race course was cancelled. It snowed and snowed, so the races were off, so the job was off. So I could not find the top brass and bet MGM. And find us a lucrative sponsorship deal, Barry. Uh, unfortunately, um, 
Eye catches down there. So from Manchester United, I think you've got to go to Manchester City. Um, because that game was a freaking madness. I said the the IT department, I said this could finish 9-2. And then it started and it was 1-0, then it was 1-1, then it was 2-1. And Man City did look like they were going to run away with it. Then all of a sudden they didn't. And they just conceding goals for fun, Barry, including so obviously they've got four at Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. You've got to bear in mind they were 2 0 down at home at half time in on Wednesday in the Champions League. Um, and then you add on another three against Tottenham today. So uh, what's the crack with Manchester City? More dropped points. Great weekend for Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, City just aren't putting teams away, are they? And it's cost them three games in a row now uh, because they should have been out to say probably against Chelsea. They should have definitely been two ahead against Liverpool. And they uh, they obviously blew it again today. But um, yeah, I mean, you factor it into your thing. Is City are going to concede goals, so you factor it into your picks every week, don't you? At the moment. Yeah, I think you have to. Um, Aaron's not Aaron shouted out with a good shout there, Malcolm. FA Cup yeah. draw. Had one of the highlights of today. Newcastle yeah. won Sunderland. Um, Sunderland at home to Newcastle. So, first time since 2016 that the two local rivals have played each other. So, uh how are you feeling, Malcolm? Are you excited about it? Because I know you well, gained it. Just last Wednesday we talked about this. Because last Wednesday, Sunderland were getting beat off Huddersfield while we were recording the show and we were laughing and joking. And we explained a little bit that you would quite like the games back, but I couldn't give a shit. They can just disappear uh, and never return to dark and have a door for me. Um, and then the cup draw today is um, paired uh, Sunderland against Newcastle. Yeah, so it's at their place. I don't know how what I think, Baz. I don't know. I've tried not to think about it too much. Because I'm really, my kids and your kids have never known. Yes, true. A tiny and weird derby. Because, you know, the last time it happened, they were five or six year old. And, uh, you know, they've not had the, the experience of it yet. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for it. Um, if we can't beat them now, fuck me, then I'll. If, if we don't. It's a bit of a no win for us, though. Because if we win. It's expected. Like, yeah. yeah, it's expected exactly. I. And the way the I don't know, I'm, like, I'm not getting into it. <laughs> I'm not going to think. We'll think about it on the week. The um, FA Cup third round is the fifth and sixth, I think, or the sixth and seventh of January that weekend. Um, so we will handicap all of that, including Newcastle Sunderland. Um, I thought Nottingham Forest were worthy of a mention, Baz. Just they're in terrible, terrible form, and they did this last year. I told you this on Wednesday. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This was what there wasn't too many games I was on the wrong side on. Um, we need to uh, we go through our kind of results in a minute. Um, but they were just in really poor form. Everton did well. Um, I did very much enjoy Dave Horan's uh duffel court issue for one bound 30. Um, Dave did a visual representation via a pie chart of the content of our show, which was 78% mourning on. 12% slagging off Man United and 10% shit tips. But it was very nicely done, Dave. We appreciated that. So, yeah, good win for Everton. So, the Forest were poor. And I think the final eye-catcher, Barry, is Sheffield United. I mean, that was a six-pointer. They had to go to that game and die trying. Um, it was an absolute bum fight. They conceded after 15 seconds and get beat 5-0. He's um, heckin' bottom. He'll have the 9-10 jack only by 11 o'clock in the morning. He's going to get fired. I think he's going to last. Um, I mean, it doesn't get any easier, man. They've got Liverpool next. Yep. <laughs> Surely, uh, I don't know. They might they might let him have his Liverpool game and and then let him go. Who knows? Aye. Uh, in terms of betting, I've averaged nine units from our 10. Um, I got Doke yesterday, three and two yesterday. Today I got chinned by West Ham because they were winning the game and they gave the goal away. I don't know if you've seen it. Mavropanos makes a horrible error. Palace were never, ever going to score. And then I got chinned by Man City. I had Man City in uh, over three and a half goals. I tagged on Man City to win. You see, talk about... We did this a couple of times, Baz. You took the over three and a half goals and then I, being a smart arse, said, well, if you're doing that, you might as well add on Man City to win and you get 13 to 10. And that's why it's a bigger price, because it didn't hit Barry. Um, there was a couple of games, I think, particularly for you, where you took the right side, but made the wrong bet. And it's fucking yeah. hard, isn't it? The two that stand out were Everton and Newcastle, because you wanted Everton, you wanted Newcastle, 
but you took the team totals on both in the both won one nil. Yeah, really, really frustrating. Um, but yeah, both of them, you know, because they both went up one nil with plenty of time to get a second goal as well. Um, so I fr- frustrating for me because I, I fancied Everton. I did, and he could get a good price for Everton. And, and again, Newcastle were a reasonable price as well. But yeah, I went on the team totals. I mean, similar story. Which one did I have one day? No, it was Liverpool. I took Liverpool to score three or more. And at one point, that looked like it was going to be the better bet than backing Liverpool handicaps and things like yeah, that. So, yeah, I, I suppose it worked in that one because you couldn't have backed Liverpool to win the game at any reasonable price, but you got them in the handicaps, you, you would have lost. Um, so, yeah, swings and roundabouts. But, but yeah, really frustrating. I, I fancied Newcastle, I fancied Everton, and somehow landed on the wrong bet with them both. Uh, we mentioned last week, we talked about possible sort of whole card systems uh, with last week's slate being so hard. Um, this week, it's turning into an overs league, Baz. It's a goals league. Both teams both to score teams seven score. for ten. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have hit all five today. I don't know what price it was. I know Lenny had put in the Discord, he'd backed all ten games this weekend to be both teams to score at a really fancy price. God, you're not a million miles away, are you? Um Man United had one disallowed. Obviously, Sheffield United never looked like scoring. And who was the other one? Forrest. So, you've only got three teams failed to score this weekend. And as I say, you'd have hit all five of them today. The other one, over two and a half, was seven for ten. Um, or both. Both teams to score with over two and a half goals, which is generally plus money. Um, six out of ten um, on the weekend. So, certainly something uh, to keep an eye on as we go through. Right, Okay. Do you have anything else to add uh, a full stab onto this weekend, Baz, before we crack on? Big little story. I got after Newcastle won yesterday, someone in the group chat sent me a picture of his betting slip. So Jez, I'll shout him out. Uh, he sent a picture of his betting slip. Now there was two things about this betting slip. The first thing is it was a little bit premature to send his betting slip because the first selection on it was Newcastle to beat Man United. Well, um, it's a five. It's, it's a five five pick. Five. He pick sounds like a good judge, Baz. So. But at this point, he's only got one winner out of five. That's that's not the point where you start showing off your betting slip. <laughs> was he flexing, was he, with four to go? Not flexing, but he was asked, saying, I've got this riding. Um, which leg do you think is going to let me down? So we'll go down. He's got Newcastle. He's got Liverpool. He's got Man City. He's got Villa. So you're looking at them four in the football and you think, they look all right. I fancy Villa. I fancy Liverpool. fancy Man City. He's got 20 quid on. It's a... 30 to 1 bet he's got. So the one that yeah. boosted up is Ronnie O'Sullivan to win the snooker. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. Cross sport parlay, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Ronnie O'Sullivan uh, won his semi final yesterday. He was in the snooker final today. So I looked at it and I said, I like all your football picks. I said, Ronnie O'Sullivan, you never know. He can always lose his head. Um, just, you know, if your football teams come in, you've got a great run tomorrow night uh, on Ronnie O'Sullivan. Only. Um, I mean, it didn't matter because the football team didn't win. But had they have done, he'd have been a very disappointed man as Ronnie O'Sullivan won tonight because he'd actually backed Ronnie O'Sullivan to win the World Championship in April 2024 <laughs> and not the UK Championship, which is the weekend, the, the tournament that was taking place this weekend. Oh, uh, no. Somebody else pointed it out. Did you point it out to him? Yeah, someone else pointed out and Jez, you do realise you've taken him to win the World Championship, which is next year <laughs> uh, and not this tournament, yeah um, and he just said, oh look, this is why I don't bet, I've no idea what I'm doing. so he's probably I mean, he's probably a little bit relieved that Aston Villa and Man City didn't yeah. win today, otherwise he'd have had a, a a nice sort of six month wait to see whether Ronnie O'Sullivan was still playing snooker in April, because he could retire at any time, but yeah, that was a little bit amusing Um Aye, check check which was, tournament these players for. Was Jez the bloke who had tickets to see Cinderella in June 2024 as well? Who was at the theatre three weeks ago? <laughs> well, be like, come on, Jez, you've got your calendar wrong. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so we, oh, that's a new a new bit for the show. Then, Baz, we've got going too early. We've now got two entries on the going too early. We've got Cinderella 2024. You've got Ronnie O'Sullivan in the snooker. Um. We'll have to back Ronnie O'Sullivan for the snooker now as well. When's that on? Uh, not until April, Mal. Right, okay. Write that down. We're going to get involved in that. Uh, oh, I like that. Well done, Jez. That's entertained me no end. Um, very good. Right, we're going to get stuck in full programme here. Let's tell you first about um, 
Underdog fantasy, uh, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply go higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Watch long, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Uh, if you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit of $100. Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SGPN and game time, the ticket people, um, helping you not book tickets to see a show in six months' time when you're sitting hoping to see one in 20 minutes. Um, game time, fast and easy way to get the tickets for sport, music, comedy and theatre, uh, flash deals and last-minute tickets, as well as the game time guarantee, credit to 110% of the difference. Uh, so you'll get the best price always if you can find tickets in the same row and section four or less. Game time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Same supply, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Right, Baz, we've totally wasted half an hour talking bollocks here. So let's crack on with Tuesday, 7.30, 2.30 Eastern time. Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Burnley. Wolves are 4 to 5. The draw is 13 to 5 plus 260, and Burnley are 16 to 5 plus 320. This was really easy for me, Barry. Um, the weekend results changed nothing. Wolves lost to top of the league. Burnley beat bottom of the league. I'm happy to put a line through both, really. Um, prior to that, I was in on Wolves and I was out on Burnley. So I'm going to start with a dead symbol Wolves money line bars, 4 to 5, minus 125. Oh, well, that, that's trimmed. Five minutes off our. Uh, yeah. I can uh, I can do exactly the same. I'll I'll skip the first three paragraphs of my notes, but I'll sk- jump to the bit where I've wrote down the same. The results yesterday does nothing to change my mind on either of these teams. Um, I think Wolves are a very fair price at four to five minus one twenty five, and my pick will also be Wolves to beat Burnley at four to five. Beautiful, nice. Uh, next up on Saturday, these must be all Amazon games on the bus. They normally do this, don't they? The weird late yeah. kickoff because it's the eight fifteen kickoff, which is three fifteen Eastern time. So I think all these games will be on Amazon Prime. Um, Luton Town take on Arsenal. Luton are twelve to one. The draw is five to one, and Arsenal are one to five minus five hundred batter. Yeah, they are all Amazon Prime games, so you can take your pick. If you're in the UK, you can watch whichever one of these you want. Um, Arsenal now on a five game winning streak in all competitions since the Newcastle defeat. Um, so definitely getting a little bit of momentum going. Um, I, I've said several times how I haven't been blown away by them this season. They're playing well, functional, but they're not not blowing anyone away at the moment. Although obviously they did through the week in the Champions League. Um, but again, another one goal victory at the weekend, and you know you'll take that. That that's fine. Um, but away from home, the, the forms. Not that good. In all competitions, they've won only two of the last six. Lost to Newcastle, lost to West Ham in the Cup, lost to Lawns in the Champions League, uh, drew with Chelsea, and then just a single goal wins against Sevilla away and Brentford away. So away from home, again, they're, they're making harder work of it. And that's that's a thing I'm leaning on here. They beat Bournemouth 4-0 away from home early in the season. That's the only game away from home that they've won by more than a single goal all season. And the other side of that is, is Luton still haven't lost at home to anyone by more than a single goal. So they, they held Liverpool to a draw. They held Wolves to a draw. They beat Palace last week. And then Spurs and Burnley have beat them recently, but again, only just by the one goal. So I think Arsenal should win this. Um, as I say, they're getting the momentum now. But I'm taking Luton to keep it tight. Two to nine is very short for Arsenal away from home. Um, so I didn't really want to go looking at Arsenal goals or handicaps or anything like that because I think Luton can can make it a, t- a tight game. Um, so therefore, I'm going to Luton in the handicap market. Luton plus 1.5 is 6-5, plus 120. Uh, so that's a pick for me. Luton plus 1.5 in the handicap market at 6-5. So Luton can lose by a goal or pick up a draw or a win and we'll cash that. If Arsenal win by two or more, I am toast. Um. Yeah, so I've got the same but different, Barry, because I wanted to factor Luton in uh, to to my handicap. This was um, it, the, there was a poor result for Luton yesterday. They were comfortably beaten by Brentford. 
which is fair enough. Um, and Arsenal were better than the um, than the two one result against Wolves. Uh, they really they should have beaten them three or four. Um, so again, I think Arsenal win this comfortably, but still, Luton have only failed to score four times in the fourteen games they've been in it. And Arsenal have only kept two clean sheets in the last six. So I think even money's a wrong price. It should be shorter. Like they, this has just been handicapped on the names of the two teams, not on the evidence. Um, so like I say, you think Luton can keep it close. I think Luton can score a goal. Uh, so both teams to score is even money plus one hundred. Wednesday, um, we've got what we got here: one, two, three, four, five. No, four seven thirty kickoffs, um, and two eight fifteen kickoffs. First up is Brighton. Against Brentford, Brighton a nine to ten minus one one one. The draws eleven to four plus two seventy five, and Brentford are fourteen to five plus two eighty. Really tricky this one. Uh, Brighton remain in absolute madness. Back to back three two games now. They lost three two today, having won three two last week. Both teams to score. We like uh, keeping an eye on this now. That rolled on again for another hundred uh, percent record. Both teams to score the Brighton game. That is one to two. Minus 200, if you want to keep rolling with that. They haven't been very reliable at home, though, Barry. Seven games, won three, drawn three, and lost one. Loads of goals, we know this, averaging 2.14 goals per game at home, and concede nearly one and a half goals per game as well. Brentford are in decent form, you know. They've won four of the last six, and the two defeats were against Liverpool and Arsenal. It's good form. Um, there's no patterns to their play in terms of overs or both teams to score. I'm going to give Brentford a chance here. Brighton played away on Thursday in Greece, um, and then they played today. The um, so there's going to be a little bit of tightness factored in. Brentford had an extra day's rest. They played on Saturday. And we did say at the start of the year, Barry, we wanted to fade Brighton in some spots. We did think they'd get turned over at all. Now, to be honest... I'd rather have them turned over at six or seven to one by teams. But I'm going to put Brentford up here um, at 14 to five plus 280 uh, to get the away win. Yeah, again, you've covered a lot of my notes here, really. I just thought I don't want Brighton at 10 to 11. Um, odds on for a team with just one win in the last eight Premier League games, um, home and away. Um, you know, the struggle to make the extra man count this afternoon against Chelsea. And, and as you say, Brentford in good form. Four wins out of six. Uh, and no disgrace losing to Arsenal and Liverpool. They scored 10 in those four victories as well. And we know Brighton can't keep teams out. So there was two things. I like Brenton, Brentford. Um, I like Brentford here as an underdog at 14-5. But I also like the Brentford team total. Score two or more at 6-4. to four. So okay. I'm probably going to make a mess of it like I did with the Newcastle game going team total or the Everton game. But I'm going to put Brentford team total as my main pick because Brighton are capable of scoring twos, threes, fours. Um, a 2-2, two, two, a 3-3 three, three here wouldn't be a massive surprise. So I'll put my main pick up here as, as being the Brentford team total. Brentford to score two or more at 6-4 plus 150. Um, but I definitely co-sign your money, money line pick and I might have Brentford mentioned later on when we get to the end of the show as well. So, yeah, along the same lines. That has worked out all right. I thought Forest team total against Brighton last week when they scored two. Uh, I thought Brighton team total today. Uh, so we followed a nice pattern. It does my hair look nice tonight, Barry, do you think? Um, I'm not the kind of person that gets fussed about hair. It's like when someone says, isn't my cat lovely? And shows us a picture of their cat. I've got no emotion for that whatsoever. Like, you know, people um, go, like, oh, dead cute, that. Nah, nothing. I'm like, same someone comes up to me and tells me that cat's dead. I don't know how to react because I don't have any emotion in those situations. Cats do nothing for me. Um, not getting, it's not like uh, a cat. It's not a uh, comparison. It is. I'm not bothered about your hair. It's nice, uh, though. I think I look quite handsome. Um, as as you're happy with it. Like, people are happy with their cats. You know, I'll let you are right about the cats, though. Um, we need to uh, we need to adopt funereal tones, Barry, for a minute because Ollie Beckett has joined the chat. Ollie's our resident Sheffield United fan. Holy <laughs> shit! You, you missed the top of the show where we have already mentioned it, uh, Ollie. So we won't go into it too much. But Ollie was at the game yesterday, sitting there all full of enthusiasm in his seat for the first fifteen seconds until Jay Rodriguez knocked one in. 
Oh, mate. I, there, yeah, I feel sorry for you. I've been well, there, actually, I, you see a full of enthusiasm. I did see a clip outside the ground of both fans walking along together. Um, and Sheffield United fans are singing, we're shitter than you. We're shitter than you. <laughs> and then Burnley fans are saying, no, you're not. So, yeah, it was like you said last week. Uh, it was like two ball blokes fighting over a comb, that one. But, um, yeah, shocking. It'd be interesting to know how long Ollie thinks uh, Heckenbottom's got. Yeah, I think he's got about 11 hours from about now. He'll be clearing his desk before I get out of bed tomorrow, I reckon. Um, 3802 ER. Uh, is that how you say it? Um, joined the chat saying hello. He's made a pussy joke. We'll not dwell on that. Um, did you see the sex noises in the European Cup draw, Barry? I did. You've also skipped the one where he tells everyone to hit the like button and subscribe. You can't. Uh... Well, yeah, that, that's not for us. That's for everyone else. And it's a valid point because um, we're nearly at 400 subscribers now on YouTube. And, 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 you know, we've only been going on YouTube for six months or so. It's grown. Going quite a bit since the start of the year. So he's right. You should all subscribe and like. Um, but yes, I did hear the sex noises during the Euro draw. Um, what a shambles. It's happened a couple of times that recently, hasn't it? On yeah, football. it's the second time since we've been broadcasting. It happened in the FA Cup game one night, didn't it? Someone taped yeah. a phone to the underside of Gary Lineker's desk and played sex noises out. Uh, and then it's happened in the Euro draw. We don't need to talk about the Euro draw. Um, that is very much, Barry, like a picture of a cat uh, to me. So. Ollie reckons second bottom might have till Wednesday, but uh, I'm not sure. I think they'll they'll wait until they get panned off uh, Liverpool and then pull the trigger. Yeah, that might do. Um, 7.30 Wednesday, Crystal Palace take on Bournemouth. Palace 15 to 13, plus 115. Uh, The draw 12 to 5, plus 240. Bournemouth 11 to 5, plus 220. This is you, Bad. Yeah, so this this was a bit more difficult um, because Palace are all over the place. Um, and Bournemouth are going along okay now. Decent result for them today. Mm. Two, two against Villa is, is all right. Sees them unbeaten in three games now. And Palace, on the other hand, have just got one win in the last seven, and that win was against Burnley. So my initial thought here was I was very tempted with Bournemouth. Um, again, a decent price for an underdog. But I've decided to lean towards the goals markets. Uh, both teams to scores hitting four of five um, for the for both of these teams here. Um, so that was my first thought. Looked at it three to four. It's a little bit short. If you're going to stick it in an ACA, then, then both teams to score, I'm, I'm quite happy with. But the overs appeals, it's close enough to evens, 19 to 20, so minus 105 uh, for over two and a half goals here. Um, it's coming in three of the last five for Palace and four of the last five Bournemouth games. Uh, I think Bournemouth will concede goals, um, but I see Bournemouth possibly running out as winners of this one. Um, so, yeah, Palace v Bournemouth, over two and a half goals as the pick at 19 to 20. Uh, well, I'm pleased you see Bournemouth as possible to win as Bas, because that's my pick. Um, I think following up from Brentford, I think if you back both, if you back Brentford and Bournemouth, there's definitely a one winner in there for you. Palace were poor again today. Um, they were gifted that 1 1 draw by West Ham. Um, Roy Hodgson's getting a little bit of stick now from the Palace fans. They've only won one out of six at home, Barry Crystal Palace. That's very, very poor form. And like you say, Bournemouth um, one defeat in five now, which was against Manchester City, and a good 2-2 draw today. So they're full of goals, something that Palace aren't necessarily. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to take a little punt on Bournemouth at 11-5, plus 220. Uh, 7-3, Fulham take on Nottingham Forest. Fulham 9-10, minus 1-1-1. The draw 5-2, plus 250. Forest are 3-1. Um... Fulham scored three goals twice this week, uh, which is very unfulham like They scored three against Wolves on Monday. They scored three against Liverpool today. I mean, they were they were roundly bummed today by four worldies from Liverpool. They played really, really well. Um, and I don't know what to do with Fulham because I was quite low on them. Um, but they're doing a lot better than I thought. I, th- I quite like the manager, you know. Uh, Margo Silva tends to know what he's doing. He's stuck around quite a lot. He's, he's, he's never really done a terrible job anyway. Um, so they've actually won three re- comparison games at home, Barry. Looking back, they've beaten Wolves at home, they've beaten Sheffield United at home, they've beaten Luton at home, and that's the kind of three of Forest are operating on at the minute. Because we said them and they were cack yesterday, absolutely cack. They're down to fifteenth now. They've lost four out of five. There's no real patterns for Forest, but I'll trust Fulham to keep hitting the uh, onion bag. Um, like I say, Forest struggling. 
The Fulham team total, Barry, is just a little bit bigger than um, Fulham on the money line. So Fulham team total over one and a half is even money plus 100. Yeah, so again, right along the same lines. I, I said last week I was low on Forest, faded them against Everton, albeit taking the wrong bet. But they just aren't looking like winning at the moment. They've lost three in a row um, and just one win in 10 now. And Cooper's starting to come under pressure again. Um, and as you say, Fulham have been all right last couple of weeks. Um, unlucky today. And, and I looked at the same games as you, those, those wins Fulham have had at home and thinking, you know, this is this is the same sort of opposition. Um, and Forrest still just won away win from home all season. So definitely in favour of Fulham. I've gone the other way, Malcolm. I've went for the money line here. I've got Fulham to beat Forrest at 19 to 20. Minus one or five. Yeah, I mean, um, the chats mentioned Palace not the same since Eze has been out. I mean, he came. <laughs> it's a funny story, at Eze fantasy football chat here, Malcolm. I um I brought in three weeks ago Jared Bowen. Um, yeah. can't remember who I took out. I was James Madison. So Madison gets injured. I'll bring in Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen plays, gets injured. So last week took Jared Bowen out. Brought in Eze. Eze plays, gets injured. So this week I have to get rid of Eze. Who did I bring in? Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer. Yeah, yes. Uh, an injury in training yesterday. Started on the bench. Obviously came off the bench, but he was stood on the touchline waiting to come on as Enzo Fernandez took the penalty, which Cole Palmer <laughs> would have uh, Yeah, three transfers in a row. Bowen to Eze to Cole Palmer. Injured, injured, injured. What's the chances? We'll have, to have a look. we'll have a look at the fantasy league. Maybe he's on the next show because we have we've yeah. got a few weeks without. I was dog shit again. I've, I've, I've jinxed Man United, but uh, Bob came in flexing today. They scored about eighty odd points, and I was sitting on fifty something. So yeah, I'm, I'm still dog. I've got Anthony Gordon and Trippier, so I had twenty odd points on uh, yeah. on the, the Man United game yesterday. Um, but then it fizzled out a little bit today. Really didn't didn't pick up too much more. Okay, brace yourself, Ollie. Here we go. Sheffield United take on Liverpool. Sheffield United are ten to one. Uh, the draw is thirteen to two plus six fifty. Liverpool one to five minus five hundred. Baz. Um. Right. I mean, this could be an absolute bloodbath, couldn't it? Um. They're just. There's nothing positive to say about Sheffield United here. Um. I'd like to. Whether Ollie's around, but I can't. Um, look, not necessarily positive for them, but but something that plays into the fixture is maybe Liverpool's home form, uh, away form. If you want to look at it, I'm, I'm not sure it'll be um, a major factor. But they have just got one win in six in all competitions. They drew with Luton, drew with Man City, drew with Brighton, lost to Spurs, lost to Toulouse, and. Uh, just a 2-1 win against Bournemouth. So away from home, Liverpool have been making hard work of it. So that's the only little crumb of comfort for Sheffield United. Um, they conceded five to Burnley yesterday, haven't conceded five to Arsenal a few weeks ago. We saw them concede eight against Newcastle. Teams like Bournemouth and Fulham have managed to put three past them. So I just can't see Liverpool's away form being a factor here. Um, but then where do you go? Liverpool goals... If you want to get something above evens, Liverpool goals, you've got to look at four or more, I think. A handicap, you're going to need them to win by three or more. You've really got to stretch anything to get a decent price out of Liverpool here. Um, but I found something. Um, I, I've got to take the Liverpool side. I can't, can't go anywhere else. So I found something at plus money. And that's Liverpool to win both halves, Malcolm. Uh, five to four, plus 125. I think it's a fair price. It's very hard to find any value in a game like this where you've got such a short price and a team that you really, really think will will win it. Finding a way in is, is difficult. So I wanted something over evens. Liverpool to win both halves gives me that. So yeah, Sheffield United, Liverpool, Liverpool to win both halves at five to four. Yeah, that's a great angle in Barry because it is hard when you've got a one to five. So if you're trying to find something um, that you think things got to squeak. I just, this, I think this whole game looks like a trap to me. Um, I think Sheffield United Although there's no real evidence for it, often when a team gets pumped like that, like they can come out and sort of defend properly and really redouble their efforts. But then again, they got pumped last week and they didn't do that yesterday. They got 
conceded three against Bournemouth. So there's no real evidence for that. But I just think, um, like I say, uh, 3802 AR is talking about the Liverpool ladder. That just looks like a bit of a trap to me. Um, so I can say Liverpool have only won two or seven away in the league. No clean sheet away from home this season. Both teams to score is short, really short, seven to ten. Um, that's where I thought the Luton line would be when the Luton lines are evens. Luton Arsenal. I really couldn't understand the two things there. Do you not think they're very similar? Um, but I'm going to do what I did with Man City today, which went wrong for me. Um, I'm going to take both teams to score because I think Sheffield United didn't get amongst it. But I'm going to tag on the Liverpool win, and that gets me to the same price as your pick, Barry. Five to four plus one twenty-five is Liverpool win with both teams to score. Okay. What time are you on? 46 minutes, right? Quarter past eight, Aston Villa take on Manchester City. Aston Villa are uh, 16 to 5 plus 3.20. The draw is 3 to 1. Manchester City are 13 to 18 minus 138. Aston Villa are a bit stupid, aren't they? I can't really work them out. Like, um, the reliable at home is where Villa are. They've actually won six out of six. Uh, it's home in the league this season and scored 3.83 goals per game, doing it. You know, they smashed um, Brighton for six, didn't they? It's West Ham, three or four, that team's three or four, Fulham. Um, but they haven't faced much opposition. Uh, Brighton and West Ham are the two best teams they've faced, really. City can be vulnerable away from home. In fact, City can be vulnerable anywhere at the moment, as we've just seen today. Um, they've only won four or seven, um, which is, I mean, that sounds all right, but. For Manchester City, it's not when they've lost at Wolves, lost at Arsenal, um, drawn at Chelsea. They've scored seven in the last two away games, Barry Manchester City, three Manchester United, four at Chelsea. I'm going to take City goals again, um, just because I don't know what to do with Villa. They're a bit mad. Um, they have been good at home. This could be, I mean, we saw Newcastle draw Manchester City 3 3 last year in a game where Newcastle as a home team will take it to them and can cause them problems. I see Villa as a very similar comp team to Newcastle at the moment. Um, so Villa could do very much contribute, but I don't think they're very good at the back at all. Two, conceding two more against Bournemouth is not great. Um, and City can get a three here. Don't know what Villa can contribute, but I'll take City over two and a half team total. 13 to 8, Baz, plus 162. Yeah, I don't mind it. I wasn't far off the same pick, but I'm, I fancy Villa to contribute. Something. Um, I think it is probably one of the more intriguing ones on, on this card, really. Villa's home form, as we know, is impeccable. Um, and City have recently shown themselves to be fallible lately. Not putting teams away. It's costing them. And and as I say, three draws in a row now. Um, Villa weren't brilliant today. And I don't think they were great against Spurs, but came away with a win. Um, they have, however, won every game in the league at home. Only Everton in the AFL Cup have beaten them at Villa Park. But as you said, I've wrote exactly the same thing. They've yet to face one of the top six sides um, at home. And, and I think that's played into you know them having such a good home record. They don't defend well enough for me to keep City quiet. Uh, they've won seven in a row at home in all competitions recently. But they've only got one clean sheet in those seven. Um, and if you look at their home and away form in the, over the last 10 games, they haven't got a single clean sheet in the last 10. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I think City will get goals here. I don't think Villa are good enough at the back to keep City out. Um, bigger test, sterner test than they've had this season. But I've gone a little way, a little way different. I, th- I thought City goals was, was tempting. But City can't keep teams out either. So for me, I decided to go for the over three and a half. City could hit the four of them, but at the same time, Villa at home have scored lots of goals. So I'd rather have the three over 3.5 for me. Um, so over three and a half goals, Villa v Man City, 11 to 10 is the pick for me, plus 110. Yeah, I mean, this is a, I wouldn't put you off that. We've got, we've got people in the chat saying that Villa are very much live. And I agree. I think it's a really high variance game, Barry, where a lot of things could happen in any direction, like Man City v Tottenham today. Um, and it would be easy to come down on with the wrong pick, like I did, um, when the kind of the correct picks are staring you in the face, really, which was goals all over the place. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a high variance one. You've already mentioned Man City conceding goals, and as you say in the chat, someone's mentioned 
Ollie Watkins is an anytime scorer. 15 to 8, you're getting not short of 2 to 1. I, I think Villa will contribute and Watkins is the most likely. So 2 to 1 for an anytime scorer is not bad for Watkins at all. I think the key to Ollie Watkins, Barry, is whether or not I'll pick him as my anytime goal scorer. They've got a 100% yeah. record of him not scoring when I do and a 100% record of him scoring when I don't. Uh, so we'll have to see how generous I feel later on. Um, the last game on Wednesday, quarter past eight, is Manchester United against Chelsea. Manchester United are 19 to 10 plus 190. The draw is 5 to 2, and Chelsea are 13 to 10 plus 130. Uh, this is you, Barry. Yeah, give me Chelsea at 11 to 8 to beat Man United. That's my pick. Man United versus Chelsea. Chelsea to win 11 to 8. No further analysis. One of the reasons for Barry's bit just rewind to the top of the I show. Say we about. Honestly, I haven't wrote any other notes. Um, at the moment, I'll blindly back any half decent team at plus money against Man United. Simple. Um, 11 to 8 an all right price, Mal. Um, whether it comes off, I don't know. Um, I think Chelsea will win. Simple as that. I think Chelsea will beat them. Man, you are in turmoil. They're a mess. Um, and Chelsea are a better side at the moment. League table doesn't say that. Um, but yeah, I'll take Chelsea here. I mean, this is the prices here. Manchester United is quite considerable underdogs, Barry, at home against a mid table, a team who are 10th in the league. It's absolutely incredible. Like, um, there's no chance I'm backing them uh, for all the reasons we've discussed. But the key here is do you trust Chelsea? I can't trust Chelsea at 13 to 10. They're up at five to two or something. I think you're right. I think the, the more likely winners. But I don't like the price at all, like because they're just really is untrustworthy. I mean, they've got it got away with it the day they won three two. They've had another red card. They had a card. We only saw them at Newcastle two weeks ago. They had absolutely pummeled. Like um, goals, four point eight goals per game in the last seven Chelsea games. They've scored and conceded tons and tons. We had that four four. We've had the three two. We've had the four one at Newcastle. Um, Man United lower in the league, but are capable of that as well. If you take out the league games, look at that 3 3 in Galatasaray last week, the 4 3 in Copenhagen. We could have beat them 5 0. Um, it's boring, Baz, but uh, both teams to score with over two and a half goals because neither team can defend. I don't think either team want to defend. Both teams to score with the over two and a half is four to five, Barry, minus 125. And it's boring because I feel like there's a load of mad stuff that could happen in this game. I feel like I'm given half an hour, I could find a six or seven to one shot. There's something, there's some mad shit in here. So when Wednesday comes around, I'll probably throw a few fivers and tenors around on some ladders. I'll get some over three and a half, four and a half, five and a half. Both teams to score in both halves, that sort of stuff. Um, there's a big, there's a big winner in here somewhere, but uh, the official play is both teams to score with over two and a half goals. Um, Thursday, seven thirty. Oofed. Everton take on Newcastle. Everton are ooh uh, line movement, Baz. Uh, nine to five plus one eighty this afternoon when I handicap this. They are on the drift to twenty one to ten plus two ten. Uh, the draw is out to nine to four uh, plus two twenty five. And Newcastle are in from plus 145 to plus 130. So uh, 13 to 10 Newcastle. So, yeah, first bit of line movement here. And that's happened in the last three or four hours. Um, good win for Everton yesterday. But the home form spur, Barry. And we saw them last time out at home. They lost 3-0 against Manchester United, uh, who, as discussed, aren't very good. Um, Newcastle will probably have to roll out the same 11 players or oh, they can't because the goalkeeper's injured. Although it's not a huge problem for me. It's sort of Pope down to the because it's not a big step down. So I'm not going to factor that in. Um, but they're going to have to roll out the same 10 outfield players again because there is nobody else. And I still can't get away from the feeling, again, even though there's no evidence, I've said this five games running now, I can't get away from the feeling that it has to catch up with them at some point. Like you say, they sit at Chelsea and then you thought it would catch up with them in Paris and it didn't. And then you thought it would catch up with them against Man United. And they looked stronger than ever. Um, but I, I have to go on the form lines, Barry. Newcastle have just stuffed Chelsea. We beat PSG. Uh, that penalty doesn't count. And we dominated Man United. Um, Everton's form line isn't as good, particularly at home. So what a great price Newcastle are. Um, like I say, 13-9 plus 145 when I handicapped it. Into 13-10 to 10 now. Um, Newcastle the win, Bas. 
Yeah, so again, a lot of the same stuff. I'm, I'm not worried about Pope necessarily. It's not ideal, but it's just one more injury to cope with. Next man up. And as you say, it's not a massive drop-off to Dubravka. He's got plenty of Premier League experience and, and he'll be okay. Um, and see how much have they got left in the tank. But for me, the good thing is we played Saturday and we've got the last game of the week on a Thursday. So we've got a good stretch in between. And how showed yeah. last week how we managed to get them turn out just fine on Saturday, having played on Tuesday night in a really tough game against PSG. Um, Everton, as you say, home, home form, only one win all season. But at the same time, Newcastle have only won one all season at home, away from home. Um, that that's in the league. Well, I think that's in all competitions, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, we beat Sheffield United away from home. Is is the only win we've had in the league, uh, and that that is a bit of a concern. But it has been a really really positive week. Uh, it should have been three wins, as you say, but wins against Man United, Chelsea, and a draw versus PSG is a really solid week, and it's it's a momentum coming at the right time for Newcastle. Um, so I agree with you. I think Newcastle are a good price. Um, and I'll take Newcastle to beat Everton at 13 to 10 also. Okay, team ride on Newcastle. Uh, last up, uh, another odd looking game Tottenham against West Ham United. A little bit of line movement here, actually. Um, I think on the back of Tottenham getting that good point this afternoon. Tottenham were four to five, minus 120. They now went to three to four, minus 133. The draw is three to one, and West Ham are three to one also. Baz, finish us off with a winner. Yeah, so four games without a win now for Spurs since the uh, the implosion at Chelsea. Um, I still can't help but think how costly that game's turned out to be for them with the yeah. suspensions, the injuries and everything. Um, and a game that they looked to have in control early on. It was absolutely madness how that unravelled. Um, they are still creating plenty. Um, we expect that with the way Postacoglu has them set up. And I thought they were good today. I thought City should have got away from them. But Spurs always look dangerous on the break. I thought Son's goal was great. From a Man City yeah. corner, quick pass up to him and Son's pace to get get through and, and the finish was good as well. Um, and that's what they can do to teams. And in the blink of an eye, they can be up the other end. Uh, as I say, it's a shame they haven't got an out and out number nine. Um, I'd say it's a shame. It doesn't bother me, but for Spurs' benefit, um, if they had an out and out number nine there, I think they'd be... Doing a bit better because they were good enough against Villa to get something and, and, and came away with, with nothing last week. I saw enough from Spurs today to suggest Spurs will be back in the win, win column soon. Um, things pick up a little. They've got Romero back this week from the three-match ban, which will be a boost if he can keep his head and doesn't get sent off again. He's always capable of that. They are priced a little bit too short to take him as a pick. Three to four Spurs um, when I looked. Um I'd stick Spurs with me because I fancy Spurs to beat West Ham here. Yeah. So I looked at the, the West Ham form. West Ham are unbeaten in five. We've got four wins in those five in all competitions. This is um, so it includes a couple of Europa games, but they haven't really played anyone of quality in the league recently. They've had a really nice run of fixtures. The last time they played any team from the top end of the table was Villa away, and they got beat four-one. So I look back at their other big games this season: got beat off City three-one, Liverpool three-one. As I say, that Villa game was 4-1. And the last two head-to-heads, Spurs have come out winning by two goals. Um, that may be the last two games at Spurs. Um, but I like Spurs. I like Spurs to bounce back here. Take them at 3-4 to four if that's a price you can swallow. But I'm going to be a bit bolder. I'm going to take Spurs on the handicap to win by two or more. Ooh, Spurs minus 1.5 handicap versus West Ham. 15-8 plus 187. Uh, it's a nice price, as I say, head-to-heads. They've got good form over West Ham at home. And and West Ham, uh, most of the results are coming against the lesser teams. I think Spurs will, will be a handful for them. And, and, and yeah, I, I like Spurs to win this one, hopefully, by two or more. I um, completely agree, Barry. We finished with the team ride again. I, um, obviously, I picked it at minus 120, um, four to five. So I was happy with that. Tottenham's just insane. You know what they're going to do. Um the problem is I don't really know about West Ham. Um, their form is really patchy. And the West Ham fans don't think they're playing well. Um, they're still just not sold on David Moyes at all. Um, so they're sitting in the top half of the league still, but you're right, they've got away with a lot of stuff. This could be a bit of a shootout. 
And if it is, I just think Spurs can outscore them. We sort of saw Spurs live with Manchester City today in a shootout. And West Ham aren't anywhere near that level. So Tottenham, I think, will score two, probably, maybe three. If they do that, West Ham aren't going to live with them. As much as Tottenham will give up a ton of chances, I think Tottenham will just overpower them or just outgun them, uh, Kevin Keegan style. Like So, um, yeah, I'll take Tottenham at four to five, minus 120. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is 10 games in the book. As Koisty joins us to say hello, how are you doing? Um, you've joined. He wants the uh, he wants the fancy stuff. Does Koisty Barry? He wants the he wants the parlays, the dogs, the anytime goal scorers. What have you got for him? Uh, let's. Uh, what have I got? I have scrolling down my notes frantically here. Uh, we'll kick off with a goal scorer, Malcolm. Um, I think, can I, hang on. Can I put my hand up here, Baz? Yeah. I think you put the same goal scorer as me. Probably. I think. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, he's uh, one like you mentioned before with Ollie Watkins. I've put him up before and he doesn't score, and when I don't put him up, he does score. Uh, so I hope I haven't jinxed him this week because it's Anthony Gordon. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, knew I knew it. Um, Eleven to four anytime. Um, Everton fans are going to be getting right stuck into him. They absolutely hate him. He won't give a shit, and he's involved in everything we do at the moment. Um, if he starts, he had a, he picked up a slight knock the other day. Um, but if he starts, then um, Anthony Gordon eleven to four any time against Everton and seven to one for first goal. Uh, I like both of those prices. So yeah, you're going to tell us you've got the same goal scorer. Well, there's no way I wasn't going to sit there and throw out Anthony Gordon just to annoy any Everton fans who might tune in. Really, uh, yeah, AG ten. He's been absolutely brilliant, hasn't he? Um, He's going to stick one in past the Scouse Mackums before kissing his badge. Absolutely no problem at all. And I'm here for every second of that. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, 13 to 5. What plus 260? 7 to 1, first goal, last goal. He's in great form, Baz. Is he um, Newcastle's top scorer yet? Uh, no, John. I think he's back in Wilton or just ahead of him, possibly. Oh, okay. We put that up at 28 to 1, didn't we? Um, yeah. At the start of the season. Um, 3802 is saying that uh, he's got a bit of a hip injury I think he did have, yeah he has but we've got no other players we've got 10 fit players so he'll have to play if they have to wheel him out in a wheelbarrow he'll be going up and down that wing on a scooter or whatever um, so yeah I think he'll play it didn't sound too bad um, Koisty's been to the Texans game Texans got a uh, who did the Texans beat they got a good win actually tonight Um CJ Stroud yeah, was doing the business. Broncos, didn't they? The Broncos had a chance. Broncos had a final drive to go down the uh, down and nick it, and, and Texans stuffed them. Um, we had a bit of an interest in that because we've got CJ Stroud in our uh, fantasy football mile. So yeah, good game that that one. Uh, well done, Coisty. Well, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, Coisty. Coisty apologised for being late, which you don't have to do, mate. It's fine. <laughs> we won't won't hold it against you. Underdog Barry, I am going for. I had a couple to choose from, but I like Bournemouth. Bournemouth are in good form, and Palace is shit. Uh, is a fairly simple handicap. Bournemouth eleven to five plus two twenty. Same again, Malcolm underdog pick for me. Oh, Bournemouth wow. to beat Palace at eleven to five. So yeah, Bournemouth uh, definitely the underdog pick of the week. Uh, eleven to five is a nice price. And give us your parlay because no one pays any notice to mine. Yeah, and very, very correctly. Or, or mine for that matter. Uh, it's a team total treble, Malcolm. We'll try again. Back, um, back to what you know. Spurs. Um, Spurs, Newcastle to score two or more, and Liverpool to score three or more, nine to two. So, yeah, the treble for me team totals Spurs to score two or more, Newcastle to score two or more, Liverpool to score three or more comes in at nine to two. I'm, go- I'm gonna go with that little underdog parlay, Baz. The two teams that I fancy, Bournemouth and Brentford. Like I said, if, if you back them both, I think there's a, there's one winner in there, so you'll end up in front, but just in case they both hit, it's 11 to one, Baz, for Bournemouth and Brentford. Uh, to do the business. So just a two-team uh, away team underdog double. Uh, we'll take Bournemouth and we will take Brentford and Baz. I think that's it. Anything else you want to tell the people? Don't think so. Have you got your Christmas tree up yet, Malcolm? Oh, Matt, it's shit. Do you want to see it? There it is. It's lovely, that. That is, going back to the picture of a cat, that for me is the equivalent of a cat. T- every time anyone leaves the room, I turn the Christmas lights off just out of sheer awkwardness. I can't, it makes me teeth itch, Baz. I don't like 
Forced fun, you know, forced fun isn't for me. Um, but yeah, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, uh, the girls and Helen put their tray up the day and had the Christmas music on and all that, and I just sat miserable watching the football on the thingy like a proper Scrooge. Uh, so very much the same. Um, <laughs> this is definitely yeah, in the morning on category of the pie chart. The uh, group chat from work tonight was full of people showing pictures of their Christmas trees, most of them with cats next to them. Um, So can you imagine how infuriating that was, Malcolm? Uh, Obviously, I haven't participated in any of that. I've shared no pictures of my Christmas tree. uh, I'll tell you one thing, Baz, before we crack on. So um, I was going out the other day. IT department says, get advent calendars for the two kids. Well, on the floor down there, there was two advent calendars that my mum had sent up. So they've got an advent calendar each. I said, well, they've got one. She went, yeah, but we haven't given them one. They've only got one. I was like, well, what, at what point do you need multiple advent calendars? When you were in Nipper, you had one, didn't you? Yeah. And you never got a chocolate one until, you were about, until we were about 15 years old. You had one, we'd have a shit picture of a gingerbread man or something in. Like, and so she told me to get another one because we hadn't got them one, so they need two. So, But I told her to sod immediately off. So they have got two now because the in-laws came today. Um, so they bought one, but that's ridiculous. It, ah, hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, anything else? Can we go? No, we can go now. It's been a long time tonight, Malcolm. Let's go. And we'll be back. When will we be back, Malcolm? Probably. It's going to have to be Wednesday because Newcastle are on Thursday. So probably 10 o'clock UK time, Wednesday night, we'll cover next weekend's Premier League. I mean, you haven't factored in, Baz. I've got jobs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. I think I'm quite early on Wednesday in Hartlepool. Half six, half nine. So I might get back for 11 o'clock, maybe. Uh, so there's potential there. We'll make something uh, work. And the time we've sat here, the San Francisco 49ers have taken a 15-point lead, Barry. So my five to four money line play looks very shrewd. Right, thanks, everyone. Uh, in reverse order, Coist T3802. Uh, Captain Sado, you legend. Well done. Um, who else was here? Ollie. Um, Notably, Malcolm, we haven't had any of the Man United fans in tonight. So, Francis, oh, yeah, where's, where, where's Cody and Frankie? Disappointing, disappointing from the Man United fans. I thought they were better than that. Well, yeah, turns out they're not. Um, champion, good luck, everyone, with your bets. Um, we'll be back at some point this week um, when I finish turning the cogs of industry. Um, Newcastle United one, Man United nil. We will see you down the road. Cheers. 